Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. They won't get away with this. I am very, very Okorta! Pissed off. Yes, pissed off. <laughs> and then we get Julie coming in. And this this is when the director's really like, yeah, I'm going to be a bit weird now. Sorry, lads. Yes. Um, she comes I've in. written the word weird, and it's I forgot why. Very one, weird. Go on. She comes in. She's a friend of Cheryl Lynn. And she said, uh, ah, are you Cheryl Lynn's backdoor man? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, chance will be a fine thing. No, he says, actually, he says, uh, oh, yeah, I might be. And she goes, oh, you should be worried because Eddie's very jealous of other men. And he goes, oh, I'm big enough to handle myself. And then um, then Connery walks in and she's like, oh, I better put my dressing gown sort of back together and stop showing Wesley Snipes my pants. Yeah. And then um, she says, oh, um, I heard Eddie saying to Cheryl before they left for the party that he's going to kill her if she is cheating on him or something hmm. and then Connery's like well this is a waste of fucking time I'm going now <laughs> and then Julie he gives Julie his card and says if anything changes call me and then she slips it into her pants and then we get this shot of Wesley Snipes looking at her pants and kind of going <laughs> and then she starts sort of playing playing with her hands down her thighs yeah Towards her, um, it's area. very Channel Five. This part. very Channel Five, and it's a big close up of it. And then we get that, and then keep cutting back to Snipes going, and then you get this sort of blur. It's a blur transition, yeah. so it completely goes out of focus. I mean, mm. I, th- I think it was done actually in camera. They got, which meant they were stuck with it. If they went, well, that's yeah. shit. They tough, mm. right? So it goes, it blurs, and then it dissolves to him in the car and then it comes back into focus and it looks mental it yeah. doesn't happen at any other point in the film I don't know what it's meant to convey and then he, they start talking about what they're going to do next and, and he gets really angry because she was about to give up the murderer and you just walked away he goes the mm. question you have to do, never underestimate your opponent mm. who sent her to give who sent her mm. you know, who do you think said her well, the bad guys yeah she's a messenger to slow them down it slowed you down <laughs> To slow us down. It slowed you down. And I like this because Wesley Snipes goes, what the fuck's going on? What is senpai? Apple pie? What's happening? Oh, God. I yeah. quite like that line. I'm ass- I, 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 quite like, I assume that wasn't in the script. No, I bet it wasn't. <laughs> and then they arrive at Eddie's house. And then we get met at the door by this large, burly sort of bodyguard. This is my other favourite scene. Mm. Because Cause he- this, is a, this, is a, this is a Bond reference. Yes. The bodyguard says, you know, he, he's not here. And they're like, well, we can see him because he's clearly in there right yeah, now. He's, the guy there on the shoot is mm. bad tap dancer. Yeah. And he says, oh, well, he, he doesn't want to see anybody, so you better leave. And then when Connery doesn't leave, he puts his hand on him. And then Connery says, well, that's a shot. And he goes, well, uh, I better tell you, I'm a black belt. And then Connery says, oh, but of course you are, dear. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then, he, is, mm. he is cool, isn't he? Yeah. And then he prods him in the neck. Yeah. And the guy's like, and collapses. 
This is our second film in a row where Sean Connery's beaten people up with specific fingers. Yeah. God, imagine him with a lady. Imagine him with a full fist, mate. Oh, head knock off. Because this is when he's got the other sort of assistant bodyguard who comes to help him, <laughs> who we see later on. <laughs> assistant to the bodyguard. Assistant to the bodyguard, sorry. When you see them later on, uh, when he's in a hot tub, the other guy's the most hairiest man I've he's ever seen in my life. I've written, he, fucking, he makes Robin Williams look like a seal. He does. <laughs> he looks like a fucking a hermit's ball bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, he looks like he fell into a candy floss machine. Yeah. Uh, he's a shambles of man. He's like mid-transformation in American Wolf in London. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like lying there on the floor with those those little wanky legs. <laughs> I know, I'll be a bodyguard. Uh, but yeah, so... I, he, can, I can imagine hmm. going, that's a style choice as well. Like, yeah, yeah, this guy's actually shaved. We brought in Rick Baker to do this <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. Ten million dollars, that cost us. This man... <clears throat> Who was an extra cost us ten million dollars? He was the same bloke. We basically, in the end, we were able to save him some money by just making it into a backup wig for Connery. But we didn't know that at the time. But we had a real problem with this because he was a fire risk. Yeah, anywhere he, he went, he, it could be a fire. Like in the like, not even like if there was a fire, just like in the day, like sunlight, it would go up like fucking kindling. <laughs> so they get into the party, and then Eddie's like, "Well, I'll come and talk to you because you're an old friend." And then they say to him, oh, so Cheryl, um, it's, bad, it's bad what happened to her, isn't it? And he's like, oh, I don't really know Cheryl. I think he's really good in this movie, actually. He's great. It? He's always good. He was probably one of the best things about that awful Planet of the Apes remake, because, remake as well. Oh, oh, I didn't know anyone was doing it. He was the Asian ape. Oh, God, really? Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, but he's always okay. good. And he's, as you say, he's great in this. And, um, yeah, he, he eventually fesses up. Yeah, I, I know where she's into kinky shit. And then he says, look, I can't really tell you anything now. But he says, I'll I'll call you later. And then yeah. Connery's like, okay, give us your passport. And they take his passport and leave. And then Wesley Snipes goes, what the fuck was that about? I think that's a mistake. And then they're about to explain stuff. And then they see some Yakuza outside. And then when they get in the car, he says, well, look, the, the deal is Eddie's dad shaved my life. And then he said, there's a bit... Again, that's <clears> never... Nobody, no. I would like to know how. Yeah, that's never never touched upon ever again. Because the thing is, we. Fi- I, mean, I don't know if we even mentioned what he did. Does he say in this what he did in when he was in Japan? No. Because in that, he was sort of... He was a security consultant, but it's not mm. like he was front line. He was literally going, you know what you need is a joystick full of this camera. That was his job when he was in Japan, according to the book. At no point is he in a position where the head executive of a corporation is jumping in front of a bullet for you. No, it's never explained. Yeah. It's, just, it's annoying. There's a lot of half-written... It feels like... We, we say this a lot with series. It feels mm. like draft one. And yeah. he went, fuck it. Mm. we got to have it out by July. So I, I was fucking a monkey. Yeah, yeah. It fell out of the tree, and I banged my head. What it was was I was thinking of fucking a monkey, and and his father said to me, "Don't fuck that monkey. You'll get monkey disease." Mm. And he was, and I ended up strangling the monkey to death. And we tested the blood, and he was right. I would have caught monkey illness. Yeah, so he shaved in in a way. In a way, he shaved my life. But then he explains that there's a war going on, but it's a business war. Yeah. <laughs> that was so dismissive then. It's a war. It, oh, but it's a business war. That's basically what he says. He says, you've heard of a war. 
This is a business war. This is this is a line that is written for the trailer. Business is mm. war. Yeah. And we're in the war zone. Yeah. Not though, is it? No. No. Pathetic. <laughs> um so then <clears throat> the forensics come back to Harvey Keitel and say, We found Oriental Seaman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, I think is a great name for a band. <laughs> um and we found Japanese pubic hairs. Yeah. And and one of those those sort of hats. <laughs> These are her yeah. words, not mine. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um and then and then Harvey Kaiser was like, Well, I'm convinced. And and then uh Ish- Ishihara arrives and he's he's all teary and crying. And he hands over the disc that's missing. Mm-hmm. So they watch the disc and you see Cheryl being strangulated. And then as the perp walks away, because you don't see his face, in the reflection on the wall, you see Eddie's face. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Wesley Snipes is like, ah, oh, that's Eddie. And Harvey Keitel's like, you know this guy? And he's like, we had him. Mm-hmm. But Connor told us to let him go. But I got his passport. Then Keitel goes, get his ass, not his passport. <laughs> well, I mean, it's much easier to get someone's passport, to be mm, honest with it you. It is, yeah. yeah. You have to wait till he goes to sleep and then saw his buttocks off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he couldn't do that. So yeah, they, they they go off to sort of storm Eddie, but Sean's not convinced. He sits there for a minute looking at the video after they've left. He's not convinced. Yeah. He sees something that's off with it. So they go to Eddie's and um, they get a SWAT team to his house. And when they arrive there, he's sitting naked. He's wearing a pair of sumo wrestler pants. Right, yeah. And there's a naked lady next to him. And he drinks a drink off of her, her boob. And there's a naked lady in front of him who's lying down like a table with food, sushi all over her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's, this is, I remember this was a film that was discussed when I was, because this came out when I was 13. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of, when it came out on VHS, a lot of the boys, the, the rude boys in school, <laughs> Watch this, and it's all they would talk about. This mm. particular scene, there you see a woman, and she's completely naked, and I'm there going, I've seen it as well, and actually, it's about uh, international trade. So, you know, and it, but it's also what kind of weird fantasy is this, right? So, like you say, so he's this one that he's eating sushi off, one that he is using her breasts to dip in the what we assume is sake, could be yeah. Rabina, we don't know, yeah, right. But who's going, oh, my fantasy is to have two women and to use one of them as an occasional table yeah. and the other one as a hamster water bottle. I mean, mm. how is that anyone's fantasy? It's not. It's ridiculous. I don't know what he's getting out of that. He's obviously just thinking, well, I don't have to wash up tonight. Exactly. <laughs> so win. <laughs> she has a shower. I don't have to do any washing up. Dishes day. Nothing clean. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Nice. Um, so then they break into his house. He runs off in his little pants, and then the one, the naked lady who had the drink on her, jumps on Wesley Snipes' back and starts calling him an asshole. Yeah, yeah. This is the other one that was discussed. I remember. I, I mean, this is twenty-seven years ago, and I remember having a conversation with somebody describing. So she's on his back. She hasn't got a stitch on, and he he, he could probably feel her boobs and her and her squirrel through his shirt. <laughs> Squirrel? 
Is that is that a Welsh colloquialism? I, I mean, I've heard it then and a couple of times since. Squirrel. I, yeah, he can feel a squirrel through his shirt. I suppose they like nuts. And it, no, it, it's it's sort of a sort of a fluffy little thing, isn't it? Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. So before they know what's happening, a sports car comes racing out of the garage, and they give chase. And the sports before he and Wesley Snipes when they get to the scene, it's already crashed and on fire. It's already crashed. this is the worst car chase. Awful, because it's I, I, and it's 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 I don't know if it's style choice or if it's just but it's two doctors again. So you mm. just see headlamps, yeah, and then you see and then you see the explosion, which we haven't really talked about the way that that shot as well. The, the way the car scenes are shot is. So I sent that clip of the, the the DP of this talking about they didn't use lights; they just used oh, yeah. the projection. Mm. So it so you're actually you know like in films when when uh, they're on computers in the nineties and they, yeah. they see the text projected onto their face. Mm. It's like this, but it's like what's outside the the car, mm. and it looks like mental. Yeah, because you sent me that clip that from the DP, and he was saying that he basically said it was a fun film to make if you weren't talking to Sean Connery. Yeah, because hmm. so the way they did it apparently was making Connery every time he's in the car at night, hmm. and they've got the, the 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 footage being projected onto the two actors. Essentially, hmm. he, it was making him sick, and he was like like sick in the car. Yeah, and I mean that's quite interesting about it. But in in the end, he didn't like working with Connery. No, he says he's got a he does He says it very politely, but he's basically saying he was really horrible. I by the way, because I, I, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast the film nerds like mm. me and mm. us there's about six hours of it's a michael chapman is, is the dp yeah i thoroughly recommend listening to all that stuff because he's really gossipy mm. so even on this he was just like you know, i had a pretty good time in that film not with connery but mm. you know and then you find out why but like you find out who the dicks are in hollywood and it's because he's like 78 by the time he was t- saying all this he can't mm. fuck anymore mm. no. so like, harrison ford really nice mm. bloke who directed the fugitive prick mm. you know it's just it's just fun. So if you look it up, it's fun. And I saw a squirrel. It says that. <laughs> yeah. And I got to see a lady squirrel. It was my favourite film I've ever done. <laughs> and I worked on Deep Throat. <laughs> Which you'll remember was very difficult to light because it was enormous whang. <laughs> it was like the Washington Monument. I don't know why he's Welsh now. Especially, <laughs> he's not when I talked about him, obviously. Um... But then, um, after the crash, the chief turns up, who's uh, the guy from Seinfeld, who was um, Elaine's Oh, Daniel Von Bargain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sad end to his life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Lost his legs. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and Um, tried to kill himself multiple times. Horrible. Anyway, so he turns... Let's not bring the mood down. Um, R.I.P. So he turns up and he says, um, so everything was done by the book, right? By the book. And everyone goes, yeah, yeah, buy the book. And then you get this sudden jerk back to that interrogation. And then the same character says, but everything wasn't done by the book, was it? So, yeah, because what's the setup line to that in the actual scene? And then remember I said, (laughs) was everything by the book? And you said, yeah, everything was by the book. But it wasn't by the book, was it? All right, yeah, all right, well remembered. And then he says, when did you discover this? And then we cut back to then... When Connery's in, I mean, sorry, Snipes is in bed, fully clothed. Yeah. And then he gets a phone call <coughs> from his messenger at the police station. Yeah. Who says, uh, oh, um, John Connor wants to meet you at the golf club. Um, no jeans. Doesn't say that. Yeah. And then he says, oh, um, by the way, you got your messages last night, didn't you? And he's like, uh, uh, no, but yeah, I did. Can you remind me what they were? 
And he says, you've got Weasel checking up on you. And Weasel, it turns out, is a reporter. Steve Buscemi Played from the Alexander. Steve Buscemi. Scumbag, yeah. Yeah, who looks like a child in this. <clears throat> and also... He does, doesn't he? Yeah. And also, there's a message from Eddie... Thingy, Bobby. <laughs> I've forgotten his surname. Sa- Sakamura. Eddie Sakamura about the missing disc. He's like, oh. So then he goes to meet Sean playing golf and he, <laughs> he arrives just as, it's like the most horrible sitcom, cliched sitcom you could ever imagine. A Japanese businessman playing golf and you come careering onto, oh, the, yeah, exactly. onto the driveway in a, car, a golf buggy that you can't stop. Just for a minute, it's like Sean Connery is Terry Scott. Yes. <laughs> and Wesley Snipes is June. June with, oh, June! <laughs> I'm playing golf! <laughs> I know, but I just had to check. Did you want radish with your tea or not? Oh, June! Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah. But it's not that, sadly. Um, it practically is, because there is a mm. bit of weird like physical comedy here. I, yeah. This looks like it might even have been real. He gets out of the golf. He gets out of the golf cart and it starts rolling back. <laughs> yeah. and goes, oh shit! <laughs> That's I don't know if it's meant to happen. It's a weird choice for the film, which is, is not a funny film. And it sometimes this film three or four times there's a joke in this film that is overtly mm. a joke, mm. and it just doesn't fit in the tone of the film whatsoever. No, because the film's very it believes itself to be very serious. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like mm. I think. Well, in fact, he said he thought he was making Chinatown for the nineties. Right, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was making a china plate. (laughs) This is the same sort of reverence that Basic Instinct has of itself a few years later. Yeah. With the erotic sheen with the detective thing going on. And it's interesting because this is slightly going for the erotic thriller Mm. vibe, but it isn't erotic at all. No. And and I'm the first one to go, that was erotic. Mm. But this was. It's 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 odd. There's a weird, oppressive tone to it. Yes. There is. And it's also, as I said earlier, it's got this spaced out quality to it where you just yeah. think, what is going on? I mean, it feels like, the, it, I know this isn't the case, but it feels like the edges are all blurred on every scene. Like you just think, was that a dream or did that happen? Or is that. The whole thing has a dreamlike quality, which mm. it doesn't need to have. And it's, it doesn't fit the themes of the film. No. And when it does jump into the bits, like, <laughs> ac- ac- like action scenes in inverted commas, they just feel really out of place. Mm. Um, but anyway, so he turns up on the golf course, and Connery basically says, uh, I, "I'm I'm sorry, my partner put you off. Please have another go, um, most honourable businessman." Yoshida Shan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, and I just wrote here, Sean's playing golf. I know why he took this film now. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, yeah, every time he has to, because there's one shot where he takes a swing, he goes, I just need to do that again mm. about 120 yeah. times. And I did think that at the beginning, because when Snipes is in his apartment, if you take your eye off the stilettos for a moment in his apartment, there's a golf, yeah, there's yeah. A golf bag of golf clubs there, yeah. Although, uh, I don't know if you noticed, those are in every single scene. Yeah. They're just in the background because Connery had just come from the golf course before mm. doing anything, so, uh, yeah. And he's the only cop who wears a Pringle jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he, they have to dub his lines around. I thought, I'll give this man what for. <laughs> um, we'll have to. We've got a fair way to go on this investigation yet. Anyway, uh, let's go to a party. He doesn't say any of that, John. Shut up. He didn't, uh... yeah. <laughs> so they they then um, the, uh, Snipes then gets a call to say that Wesley the Weasel is digging around about his earlier. Um, 
his earlier sort of his disciplinary matter that he got. He got, he got investigated for potentially corruption. having taken a bribe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was thrown out in court apparently. Well, I'm glad they did this for the film. I'll say that in terms of the things that they changed because it's grim as fuck what he was accused of in the book. Oh, what is it? It's it's like kiddie stuff. Oh, and that's yeah. the hero. Well, he didn't do it, but he's oh. accused of it, and it's oh, just see. like, oh, do we have to? We're having yeah. a nice, fun time here. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'll say this: the first two hundred pages of the book is quite fun. We're setting up, and it basically takes you up to Eddie Sakamura's uh, quotes dying in the in the car crash. Hmm. And then, because it's the setup, but then the book very much goes into Michael Crichton's, and here's why I've actually called you here. And there's chapter after chapter of him whinging about Japanese trade practices. Oh. It's awful. Oh. At least he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Crichton, who died today. Yeah. He didn't. He died years ago. He years ago, so yeah. we can say what we fucking like. Yeah. Go piss on his grave. No, we're not. Well, let's not go mad. I thought a couple of them were pretty good, like um, mm. Congo. Yeah, that's right. I read uh, the first Great Train Robbery or the Great Train Robbery he wrote. That's very. That's good. a cracking film as well, and he directed that. Yeah, it's it's again another Connery. Mm. Have you not? Have you done that one yet? No. God, you're I'd like have to. to you have to start doing the obscure ones now. Like. I'd like to because it's got my favorite. One of my favorite scenes is where he's talking to a woman, but you can't hear what he's saying, and then he starts miming having sex with someone from behind. <laughs> right, I don't remember that. I just remember the train robbery, but I won't watch it again now. It's got Wayne Sleep in it, ladies and gentlemen. So I did remember that. Yeah, yeah he's he's a little snaky guy. Anyway, <clears throat> so um, yeah, the weasel's digging around about him, and then Connery, as he's about to get in the car with Snipes, he's he's given an envelope by Nakamura, and then yeah. he, he get and Snipes doesn't ask about it because it's his business, and then he says, uh, "I lost that golf on purpose." It takes a lot of... He says something like it takes a lot of effort to make it look like you've yeah, lost. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Which turns out is nonsense because he knows he's pretending yeah. to lose every time. He's like, oh, I've missed again. You whacked it into the forest. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall I use the putting club? I don't know anything about yeah. golf. Or the oh, nine oops iron. Oops-a-daisy, just set my legs on fire again. Oops-a-daisy. You fell down the putting hole. I don't know how you did that, putting hole. I shrank my little shelf and I fell into the little wee hole there. Where does, the, where does the windmill go? I'm huh? terrible at golf. Look at me. I'm not. I'm fucking great. I know Jimmy Tarbuck. <laughs> Who is Jimmy Tarbuck? He's only the best golfer in the world. That's what I love about Sean Connery is he was the biggest star in the world, but then you saw who his best friends were, and it was like Ronnie Colbert yeah. and Jimmy Tarbuck. Yeah. And Brucey. Brucey, yeah, yeah. Uh, so imagine imagine what they were like at the nineteenth hole. They were a bloody nightmare. Oh. Also, imagine being the one woman there and like and like, of all of oh, them. Oh god. I hope it's Sean Connery who tries to pick me up this time, and it's not. It's Ronnie Colbert. Uh, I'd like to take her, but it's not the story about <laughs> the man who took the wrong pair of pants to the Battle of the Bulge and was disqualified. <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what, Ronnie, you've had your chance. Did you know the Japanese don't like sudden arm movements? <laughs> I didn't know that. Tell me more. Uh, <laughs> damn it, I ruined it again. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad that we'll never get to see that now because I no. would watch an entire play that was the four of them trying to pick up women. I'd love that.
It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this, anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly, <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So... Connery tells Snipes that, according to Nakamura, Eddie's death will have repercussions. Like, like most deaths. Are you not being mm. profound there, dipshit? Mm. You've got a no. lot of paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're a funeral director. Yeah. Imagine getting that body out of that car. Use a ladle. Yeah, exactly. Get me fish slice. <laughs> so then, um, <clears throat> so then um, Wesley and Connery take the disc that they've got, to an expert who's called Jingo Asakuma. Yes. Played by Tia Carrera. And this feels like she looks a bit Japanese. Just give her the role as a Japanese lady. Yeah. Well, she's I, supposed to be... Uh, oh, no, she half, is supposed to be half Japanese. She's half Japanese and half, half black. Yes, right, yeah. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, also, I'll, she's supposed to be 
and I never picked up on this before, and I wouldn't have done probably if I hadn't read the book, is that she's supposed to be, she's supposed to have a, a deformity. She has, yeah, you see it a couple of times. Yeah, but it's only a slightly bent wrist. No, she, yeah, she's just doing that to, in case the DSS are ringing round. Exactly, because in the book, she was born without one of her hands. Oh, really? And in this, she literally just bends her wrist and goes, oh, oh. I'm deformed. It's like, she's, it's like she's saying, oh, look at him, all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> Painting ducks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it just it seems really lazy to me that, like, do it or don't. Because it doesn't matter. But we get the best bit of the film now, where she she <laughs> looks at the picture of Eddie on the wall, and she's like, this has been manipulated. And Wesley Snipes like, he's like, fuck off, you can't do that in a video. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she videos Snipes and Connery, who are sat, Connery sat there in the most awkward pose, like he's the thinker. He's yeah. got a hand beneath his chin and one across his stomach. And then she shows them in about five seconds. She removes their heads yeah. in the video and puts them on the wrong bodies and then yeah. plays back what one of them just said. It's so funny. It, this is a, a weird vibe, this whole scene. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but basically she digs out from the video that Eddie's face has been superimposed onto whoever done that, whoever done that murder. Yeah. By zooming in on the picture and going, it's a bit blue around the edges. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, any prick can do it. He could have had a really strong mint. Yeah, maybe he had ready brick. <laughs> but like, you know, a Japanese version where you go blue instead of red. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> they, they they say, well, what time was this murder done? And they're like, oh, about 9pm. Oh, yeah, I've written oh. this down, 9pm. And when did you get the tape? Oh, uh, one one thirty. Because he's like, oh, five hours. Oh, I doubt it could be done. You've just seen it being done, you mad prick. <laughs> she just did the same thing in five seconds. Yeah, she just did. She's swapping heads like it ain't no thing, if I may. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm no. from a rap MTV culture. No, exactly. I, um, it's your fragmented background. <laughs> Um, she also I'm, apologises for the crudeness of it as well. I thought, that's fucking champion. <laughs> it's only crude if you swap cocks. <laughs> now then. <laughs> the cock on Connery's head for the rest of the film. <laughs> Take it off, Jingle. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the third person, there's also a third person in the video. She's like, do you believe in ghosts? He's like, yeah, uh, and they're like, because considering this is 1993, all the time is you see a slight bit of a blur where they've photoshopped out somebody, another, a third person in the room. Mm. But they're like, oh, ooh, this is next generation technology. This is no, it isn't. This is like when they cut out Jean Claude Van Damme from Predator. This mm. is exactly the same technology. Yeah. That was six years ago, your bell. Yeah, it's also what gave us the second Jean Claude Van Damme and Double Impact. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. Jean-Claude Van Damme's been doing this for years. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme is next generation Japanese technology. <laughs> they should have spoken to him. Yeah. Not Jingo. He could have he could have done the splits on a fucking counter while he was talking to them as well. Yeah. Now I'm gonna swap your heads around. That sounds like a threat. We better get out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fucking mental, he is. Careful, um, the, the Belgians, they don't react well to sudden arm movements, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me there was a wonderful Letterman clip. It's on YouTube, thank God. When Time Cop came out, do you remember the famous scene from Time Cop where he jumps well, up and does the splits? Yeah, and broke his actual thighs. Yeah. Well, there's a bit in Letterman where it's got Paul and David at home in the kitchen. <laughs> and he's making waffles, I think, and someone throws a waffle at him. And, and Paul goes, David, watch out. And then he cuts to a stuntman. And he does the perfect jump of the splits on the counter. And then he cuts <laughs> a close-up of Letterman just giving a thumbs up. Oh, so funny. Anyway. So, 
Yeah, the third person, it turns out, is Eddie. He witnessed the murder. He didn't do it. He watched it. Yeah. So then they go and see Jim at the advanced technology firm, because they're the only firm that could have pulled this off. Yeah. Because they, my friends, are the only people dealing with technology that's way beyond the next generation. (laughs) And then, I don't know if this is supposed to be funny. You sent me this on WhatsApp. Yeah. This man's boasting about the technology they can do. And then it cuts to a scientist walking along with... I can't even describe it. <laughs> okay, let's think how we're going to do this. Right, you know um, you know when you used to get those poles uh, with a tennis ball on them when you were a kid, mm. right? Swing and ball. Then you'd whack, swing ball, right? Yeah. So it's two, two of those sticks, right? <laughs> yeah. Under a sort of a half semi-sphere, uh-huh. um, and it's just hopping like a twat. <laughs> and what you said, well, yeah. I'll let you tell me what you said it looked like, because you're right. I said it looked like Bernie Clifton. It looks like Bernie Clifton, right? <laughs> like if Bernie like, Clifton was murdered in the line of duty and brought back in Robocop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, tr- yes, it's exactly, it's Bernie Clifton's Robocop. It's exactly what this, this is. This is one of the Robocop 2s that killed itself before it was being able this to put is, out. Can you fly, Bobby? No, and that cunt can barely walk, right? This, that's oh, Bernie God. Clifton coming after us, that is. Bernie Clifton 2.0 is hopping around in the background, and Wesley Snipes looks at it like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, like Wesley Snipes doesn't look like he knows the camera's on him, because he's no. like, I'm sorry, is this the dialogue we're actually saying? <laughs> because the next, after the, the minute, so it cuts to the hopping Bernie Clifton monster, <laughs> robot blender thing, and then it cuts back to the Jim, this expert, this science guy, goes, oh, we are way beyond the next generation. Yeah. Are you, though? No, you're not. No, you're about 20 years out of date. We had one of those at school. It was like it was called the tortoise. Yeah. What, what do you think is going to happen if you send... I assume that's a military application. What do you think is going to happen if you send that mental, hopping, <laughs> blender robot Bernie Clifton-looking fuck into a war zone? Right? They get, they're going to kill Bernie Clifton. I mean, that's a good way to get through a minefield, though, isn't it? To send um, that through to jump on all the mines. <laughs> I'd love it if it actually got Bernie Clark, Clifton samples. Like, oh, hey, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, can't control oh, it. Oh, 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 pa- oh pardon. <laughs> Princess Diana standing one of the, behind one of them, looking all solemn as it runs through a minefield. Yeah, and then it explodes. And he goes, "Oh dear." Mm. Next, <laughs> there's just a row of these suds. Right. The, the next one was the the robot Bob Carroll G's. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Bring in the Roger de Corsi and Nookie the Bear 2.0. We've just removed the brains from a series of ITV light <laughs> entertainment stars. Which we did have an Orville, but it wouldn't fly, sadly. So <clears throat> we had to abandon that project. We chopped Keith Floyd's head off and put him in uh, a uh, Dyson. And we just saw what happened. And it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. It just cried a lot. <laughs> but it's 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 saving children from mines. But the cuddles we made is very good because it keeps all the ducks out of the pond. <laughs> Hates ducks. <clears throat> so um, as they leave there, there's not much use they get from him. Apart from to, f- to confirm, basically, they did do it, even though he doesn't say he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, so what are we doing? Why did we do that? And then Connery says, we're beating the gr- we're beating the grush to rouse the snakes. 
Oh, this is this is a oh God. This is a terrible scene, but it's Connery at his best. He's trying to make it. So, where are you from, anyway? Scotland Yard. And then Connery goes Scotland backyard. Mm. What the hell does that mean? I think he means I am from Scotland. Yeah, that's what he means. Yeah. Just say that. Scotland Yard. No, slightly not. Yeah. Hey, and so, how did you become a special liaison for LAPD? Yeah. And he goes, what you should be asking is, and then he asks someone else instead yeah. of what the case. So it's all these little mysteries that are like, I can't wait for this to pay off in the third act. Oh, okay. No. And it just doesn't. And you want Snipes to say, I'll give it a fucking rest, will you? Just give me an answer to something. Yeah. That, that is, the Connery is a... He's like a magic eight ball. You shake him yeah. and you get some gibberish. Yeah. And in fact, the next line is gibberish. He goes, oh. you know, someone has been manipulating things from the start. Now we're playing the most American of games. Oh. And it's like, and which is what? Catch up. Not a game. What does that mean? What is that? Baseball? What do you know? Basketball? Not hockey. These are all our games. Did you say okay. catch up or catch up? You say catch because one of them's not a game, one of them is a condiment. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm Sean Condiment. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, I forgot to take my medication. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's got the vibe, the whole thing is, you know, just. But, I either took, I didn't take my medication or I took way too much of medication. I knew I was playing golf today and my back's been playing up, so I've taken quite a lot of, um, you know, Provacic from the film The Fugitive, that. Yeah. There's a one-armed man. I, I, made me, I killed my wife, but my, my swing's okay now. Mm, yeah. I can, I, my, I'm under par. She's my handicap. Um, <clears throat> so they're being tailed now by the Yakuza. Are they, that's are they yakuza or are they supposed to be naka? Because I put yakuza. But well, they, why they, are the yakuza they, working? F- yeah, you're right. But they're Eddie's friends, aren't they? Maybe they are Eddie's either. friends. But is oh. Eddie supposed to be yakuza? I assumed he, so. But... He, I actually because the only person who gets mentioned as being yakuza is the is the, the brothel bloke. The brothel bloke. Mm. Who, frankly, it, imagine joining the yakuza and all you are is a secretary in a flat. Mm. I, I just yeah, basically just checking people in and out. So, maybe, he's, maybe he's not very good at fighting. I would hope not. Or maybe it's something mm. like basically day one. If welcome to the Yakuza, you've had your orientation. Fires over there, toilets there. Basically, we need you to check in white women, hmm. uh, and then we will we will hopefully, if you do well at that, we will work you up to fighting in the streets. That reminds me of the line Cartel says when he sees that lady being used as a naked table. He says, "Ah, oh, look at that, plundering our natural resources." Oh, oh god god oh god mm. i forgot about that yeah it's awful yeah so they're being tailed by these guys in a very inconspicuous car of a massive cadillac yeah all the 1950s some reason, yeah this, this scene yeah exactly every car i've just put every car suddenly becomes mid-century mm. um so <clears throat> so connery and him managed to get away from them momentarily and then Snipes takes them to a neighbourhood with gangs in it. So they drive into Oakland. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and he knows them all. Of course he does. And he's basically, we get a bit of a role reversal because he's like, look, these are my people. Let me yeah. take the lead. Um, you keep your hands to your side. I don't like sudden hand movements. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, um, <clears throat> we're being tailed by these bad dudes. Can you hold them up? Well, he, sa- he says to Connery, he says, uh, if you hear me say, can I be of any assistance? It's too late. Your ass is dead. Doesn't mean mm, again. Yeah. This could have been a very nice scene, but the mm. problem is, it is also racist mm-hmm. uh, because Wesley Snipes drives into Oakland 
And yeah. he goes, it's all right, we'll be safe now. And Connery goes, you call this safe? You don't like anyone, do you, Mitch? No, no. Why don't you just come out with it? Yeah, just come out with it. Fucking... Oh, are these, is this the fragmented MTV rock generation? No. Yeah, no, yeah. You read that these... in a magazine, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. But then You've been the... reading Christopher Hitchens, haven't you? <laughs> Fuck off, mate. Michael Crichton he's been reading. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they 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 start, they they park the yakuza in basically so they can get away. Not the yakuza, the gang, the the Japanese guys. And then um, <clears throat> they go back to Jingo, and um, <clears throat> she shows <coughs> Snipe something else in the video that stinks, which is that the clock stops moving at a certain point. Yeah. So she says, "We want to know what happens after that clock stops." And then they flirt over a machine while she makes him a new disc, a copy. Yeah, uh, and then she tells them about her background that she was born in Japan, but because her parents from from mixed heritages, she was an outcast, and because she's got a bad hand. Yeah, she yeah. There we are, bit of depth. Yeah, bit of depth. Yeah, and then we leave that scene, and then he. And I never return to it. Just important to say no. that was literally to get her in the film. They said you can have one day where you do some actual acting, mm. and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, and then he goes back to the police station um, where they're all happy that it's all tied up, that Eddie did it, and now he's dead. And then um, um, Kaitel says to him, um, I, I want that disc because uh, Connery took it. And he said, I'm being squeezed. And so I need it. And then Snipes uh, gives him the disc and then says, maybe the case isn't closed after all and leaves. And then it cuts to them having dinner with Mr. Nakamura. They're at like a sushi bar. Yeah. Type thing. Oh, oh actually, the, <clears throat> we missed the worst line. Oh, yeah. So Steve Buscemi corners Connery and Snipes in the car park. And Connery back, just opens his car door into oh, yeah. him. And, and Steve Buscemi goes, hey. And Connery goes, hey is for horses. Mm. And then they drive off. Like, well done. Well and done. The, and then he says, accuses Buscemi of being racist. Oh, that's so- right. Buscemi says, oh, you've been accused of Japan bashing to Connery. Mm. And as they leave... Um, uh, where's his because Japan bashing you what next and Connery goes next they'll accuse you of being racist yeah he also gives a very nice fuck off to Steve <laughs> Buscemi yeah 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 there's a lot of waste it's weird that Buscemi and Kaitel are in this it is I'm guessing I mean, they were kind of hot off of Tarantino well I think by this point I tell was had already been a leading man oh yeah 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 he'd been in a lot of um, Scorsese films hadn't he I, I would I'd like to hope that this one paid maybe they wanted to work with Phil Kaufman because this isn't a good film as I think no. we've yeah. very much but Phil Kaufman was not a bad director no and you can't even say oh it's because it's a Crichton film because Jurassic Park at this point it like probably hadn't come out when this was being <laughs> made I'd imagine uh no, it's the same year. So mm. I, I, they would be made at the same time. So I, the thing is, I think they, what, the thing with Crichton films and novels in general is it's uh, knowing what to take out. Mm. And there's a lot of stuff taken out of Jurassic Park. Because a lot of Jurassic Park, the book, is, is corporate intrigue bollocks. Mm. But not against the Japanese, just in general. Yeah. Although when they fight that Jap- giant Japanese man at the end, it's pretty scary. Yeah, they, they, people forget at the end of Jurassic Park, actually, everyone is just sued. They just yeah. sue all the dinosaurs. It's a weird <laughs> twist. They have to all go to court as well. And <laughs> yeah. Some of them some of them rat on the others, like in Goodfellas. And they have to get yeah. put into witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
I, I used to eat ter- triceratops. This morning I ordered takeaway and someone brought me a turkey burger. Now I live like a schnook. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so they go to this dinner and um, Nakamura says we're in the midst of a sensitive negotiation for the acquisition of um, Microcon. Mm-hmm. But good news, Senator John Morton has now changed his stance on the bill and now is backing it. Yeah. So the merger will go through. So when they leave, Connery's a bit like, oh, it's a bit fucking convenient that he's changed his <laughs> mind. So they go and see. Also, there's a bit hmm. in this that is because, and this is the problem with the book as well. This is trying to be a thriller, but it's also trying to be informative and and like almost like journalism. Like this is see hmm. what's happening to America, hmm. and the and Bob Morton tells a story of this about a company called Fairchild Semiconductor, which was um, in real life was bought by was nearly bought by Fujitsu in the eighties, and then the U.S. government said, "Well, you can't." because we don't want to, because obviously that's a national security risk. And then in the film, he goes, but then it was bought by a French company, so that means Americans are racist against the Japanese. Hmm. And that's in the book as well, and it's presented like an actual fact. It's just not true. They just made it up. Hmm. So it's just, it's badly researched as much as that. I know there's more problems with this film, but it's also badly researched. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to start at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) So then they're a bit like, that's a bit suspicious. So they go and see... um, Morton at his campaign office, uh, where he's, he does a very partridge pose. Ray Wise hmm. is an amazing actor. He is. He is. An, he is and he can do what he incredible. likes, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was he's such an amazing presence in every single film he's in. And uh-huh. in this, he is slimy as fuck. He be- it's almost like he's in a different film. Yeah. As well, because he's playing, it, he's playing it very broadly as the slimy senator. Hmm. Um, but I don't care because he's just such a great actor. Yeah, same. Like when he when he's the bit in question is he's wearing a tennis outfit, so he's got the sh- white shorts, white top, white trainers, and he puts his foot up on the table and leans on his knee like Partridge. Yeah. Like any yeah, other yeah. actor, I would laugh because it's Ray Wise. I'm like, yeah, do what you like. That's because it's almost in character for the character that the character is playing. That mm. is this. He's trying to be the affable man of the people, and it feels it feels awkward when he does it because it's supposed to be that he's trying to he's trying to act like. Um, oh, in fact, he's got that line where he says, "Anyway, I won't bore you with the stuff. Men like you wouldn't be interested in this." Hmm. I like that. Yeah, he's great in it. Yeah, but he he basically says, "Oh." Um, he then asks a couple of questions, which raises suspicion. Where he's like, "Oh, so all that thing that happened at the party that's not going to affect the merger or anything, is it?" And they're like, no. Yeah, he asks a bunch of like. I mean, spoiler alert: he kind of is involved. Is involved, in this. yeah. Uh, uh, <coughs> um, but he, but he, and he's asking all the most obvious questions to make it sound like. Just let me ask you a question: If a guy had strangled a blonde to death on a table, what's he looking at? Like sort of like a fine mm. <laughs> slap on the wrist. What is that? Could they take away my car? I mean, his car. I mean, whoever. <laughs> And also, yeah, he he then he then says, so they've got the guy who did it right, and then Con- Wesley Snipes is about to say, well, actually, and Connery, sensing that they can bluff him, says yes. So he's like, oh, great, that's great then, and then he hands them both a badge for his <laughs> campaign, campaign badge, yeah. mm. and then walks off, and then Connery walks over to his fax and writes down the number. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, ev- everyone's fax number had it written right there, right there on a label. Yeah. Yeah. Every, first of all, everyone had a fax machine, 
and the phone number was strapped on there in large print. Oh, and also Connor, I'm um, sorry, <clears throat> Morton tells them that he's, it's his new position isn't, he hasn't changed his mind, it's just a modification. But he has actually reversed his, comp- his position completely. Yeah, he said, I don't think we should sell Michael Crown to the Japanese, and he's reversed it to, I think we should sell him to the Japanese, and he's trying to sell it as, um, uh, it's just a modification. So as they're leaving, because um, there's been some pressure about that investigation that Snipes got away with ages ago, he then gets a call on his car phone from his wife, ex-wife, and she wants custody of their daughter because not only is this allegation coming out of the woodwork again, he's also a racist. And Connery gives a knowing smile, like, yeah, I said this would happen. And uh, he's like, well, you can't do this. You know, you can't take my daughter away. So in the end, she says, I am. And then, he, and then Connery gets him to pull over. And then um, Snipes just spills the beans and tells him exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a drug deal or a drug bust. He he said there was a domestic uh, oh a domestic dispute, dispute thing. Yeah. Yeah. They go in. He goes in to check on the this couple's baby, and he pulls up in the car, and there's a brick of coca- uh, brick of heroin in there mm. or cocaine. I don't know. I'm not cool like that. No. And um and then the husband comes in and offers him a bunch of money and says thanks for your um uh, um help, officer. And and, gives him, uh, like, he's resistant with it, but I think he's um is it supposed to be Kaitel's his partner at the time? Yeah. And Kaitel nods to him to say, take it. So he did. Yeah. And that's it. But his wife was about to give birth and they had health, you know, they had medical bills. So yeah, he took it. That actually, this bit in the book is quite well done hmm. because it, it does talk about how in the 90s you could be you could be too well earning. Because like, oh, she obviously was a liar. He was a couple hmm. and they couldn't get insurance. And this bit is like, oh, actually, that, that sounds shit. Hmm. The medical system in Rari is great. But then this is just like... Um, yeah, I just took money. Yeah. And then he says to Connery, well, you can talk because you took a bribe from the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. This yeah. is weird. What are you talking about? You know, the envelope he gave you, this, this is just membership to a golf club. He says, how much does that cost? Shut your mouth. <laughs> he says, a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. And then he, and then Con- and then Snipes says brilliantly, well, that sounds about white. <laughs> oh, he does say that. I wasn't yeah. sure I missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Uh, and then they go back to Wesley Snipes' apartment, and then when they get there, he's calling to see if his daughter's still around, and you can hear a Japanese voice. Yeah. So they're like, oh, and they go in, and Eddie is on the phone. He's not dead. He's not dead. And no. Connery says, I was wondering where he'd show up. Uh, see, that's hey, just... Well, but we don't know how Connery's figured it out. No. This is just, it's just, it's just more of this, Connery is this fucking weird wizard prick. Mm. Um, but anyway, Eddie's still alive. And he's got the disc of the original footage. And he says to Connery, you know, I wanted... I, and then Connery's like, you're the person that called and asked for me. He says, yeah, my dad said if you were ever in a jam, call John Connor. I meant the resistance fighter from the future, not that old cunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like, well, you give me the disc. And he's like, ah, oh, not, not straight away because um, maybe you can help me out. I need my passport back. And then there's a knock at the door and he goes out there and it's Harvey Keitel. And Harvey Keitel goes, I know Eddie's in there with you. Because Eddie was on the phone and the phone's being tapped. Right. And then he says to him, um, 
look, just just give in because you know this is too big, bigger than both of us. Just give us Eddie, give us the disc, and then we we can all go back to our normal lives. And I'm sure all those charges against you will be dropped. And then Snipe system, are you on the fucking take, man? Cartel's just like, what? Hey, that's a bit rude. It's like you are. So what are you moaning about? As per usual, this would be a much better film if you played all the parts. (laughs) What? No! Rude! (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, so at this point, Connery and um, Eddie are listening. And he basically tells Carver Cattell to fuck off. And then he goes back in and then Eddie's like, you would risk your own daughter and your own life for me? And then he says something to him in Japanese I couldn't understand. But probably like something like, you are very honourable and good. Yeah. Because that's a phrase that comes up a lot in this, isn't it? Honourable. Yeah. Yeah. And then they look out of the window. Every film about the Japanese that's not made by <laughs> Japanese people is yeah. all about honour. The theme of this is honour. About the Japanese film is always like, the theme of this is giant squid robots. I'd love there to be a remake of this in Japan where the rules are reversed, where the police are all Japanese and the people are American. Well, I, I had the same thought. I think mm. that is a very interesting film. And mm. I wonder if it would be actually exactly as racist. Yeah, probably And what would the be. equivalent would be just two Japanese cops driving around going, <laughs> they, yeah. they, don't, they don't like room temperature fish, so careful. Yeah. They only eat fucking shit. They're all fat. And they no, only no, watch no, game shows about darts. No sudden movements. They will shoot you. <laughs> well, that's true, though. That's a shovel yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Connery looks out the window and there's a whole sort of... Um, motorcade of the Nakamura people coming so then Connery says stay here with him wear your bulletproof vest he says where are you going he goes I'm going to get among them oh yeah and this is like (laughs) oh god I was like oh finally we're gonna have an action scene yeah no yeah no (laughs) because he's like he's like tooled up he's like here we fucking go yeah and then and then, he, and then he, so Connery, he looks at first like he's going to go one man army, mm. and then um, actually, what's the first thing that happens is he he gives Harvey Cattell a Vulcan neck bitch. Well, because Harvey Cattell gets back in his car when his partner's sat there, and he's like, "Yeah, I think we may have bit off more than we can chew here." And then Connery just reaches forward and, like you say, Vulcan nips him. Yeah, and Cattell yeah. goes, "Ooh!" <laughs> yeah, but also the, his partner doesn't look like he's just unconscious. He looks no. dead as fuck. He, he looks green and dead. <laughs> like, Oops, a daisy, wrong vein. <laughs> you know, it's, and now, but then he goes, like I say, one man after the Nakamoto security guys. But just just when you think it's going to, oh, this is going to be good. This mm. is going to be good. The first thing is turn off all the lights in the building. Yeah. Oh, you didn't want to watch that, did you? We kind of <laughs> did, Sean, yes. You should cut to someone about to get the last lottery number. And it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's or a guy on a dialysis machine. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like the last bit of The Sopranos, this is, right? You, and now we fight them all in the big action. Oops, a daisy. And he turns the lights off. And as if that's not bad enough, we then cut to Wesley Snipes' POV back in the apartment. Hmm. And, and, then, and then instead of an action scene, we just have a knock. Hmm. I've killed them all. <laughs> you can come out and that's now. <laughs> and Eddie, Eddie gives Snipes the disc. Yeah. Yeah. So they go outside. As they're leaving, it's very confusingly done this, unless I was like looking away for a second. Eddie hears Wesley Snipes' daughter and obviously thinks, well, I owe him, so I'm going to go out and face them rather than them getting killed. So he storms out, and, and suddenly Snipes is halfway down the stairs and is like, oh, Eddie? Eddie? 
and then Eddie's stormed outside and um, fights a few of them. Yeah. And then gets his throat slit by a samurai sword. Yeah. And Snipes comes running out to save him. and he Isn't that racist in and of itself as it well? It is, isn't it? Like, we are the head of security for a major corporation. What do you carry, like a taser gun? I go, I've got a samurai sword. Also, okay, that, that seems a bit much. We discussed this in your The Deadpool episode of Dirty Harry on your yeah. your podcast, the podcast oh, yeah, your yeah, name, yeah. that if you're a, an oriental person, if you're Japanese or Chinese or whatever in an American film, you know karate. Yeah. Because he meets up with everybody outside and they instantly start having a karate fight. Yeah. These are businessmen. Well, I think they're supposed to be the security <clears throat> team. It's not yeah. like the head of accounts has been sent in. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're good at numbers, but you're a bit handy as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw you chop a, a floorboard in half the other day. <laughs> Your account has just been closed. You've been waiting to say that forever, haven't you, mate? <laughs> yeah, I was a snapper's neck and say, "Well, that's 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 that spreadsheet saved, and that wasn't mm. that doesn't work as I say." No, but no. your account's closed. That was fine. Right? Mm. Just, you've only got the one quip. Yeah, I have. Right, get back in the car. <laughs> he took my rebate. What? Again, you want to what? sit down now, right? Okay, we have the head of IT have a go now. I'm going to turn you off and on again. No, again, you could just turn him off. But that's not a saying. I know. It's just, just everyone get in the car. We'll actually get the security people to beat them up, shall we? We're they don't need... say anything. They just, they just nut you, and we're done. We need to. If you, you guys are going to do that, we need to work out what you're going to say before because that was embarrassing. Yeah. Right. Really we, we, embarrassing. Do you, do you, I tell you, who's got no honour? Us. <laughs> You just robbed us of it. I, I'm so angry. Look at my arm movements. <laughs> oh, all over the place. I'm scaring myself. I'm scaring myself, yeah? <laughs> the snipes get shot twice in the back. <laughs> and then you get this ridiculous close-up of Connery. Like, oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's like he's leering over your face. Like, yeah. so we, have, we have the Wesley Snipes POV, and mm. it's just Connery leaning. You can see up his nose and everything. Uh, it's just, and it's just, and he, t- he takes a couple of shots, and then there's a close-up. And because, because he gets so close to the camera, the best camera operator in the world can't get him in focus no. with the lens he's put on. So it just looks weird. And then we get Snipes passed out, but he's having a POV of shagging that woman. In the boardroom. Oh, yeah. Which is a That's bit weird. Right. Well, we haven't had anything Channel 5 for about 45 no. minutes, so you've got to chuck it in there. So then we come back to why Snipes is being interrogated, and it's because of this. He's now in the room, and um, he's been put on paid leave due to the ongoing investigation of the corruption charge. Um, so he leaves that, and then he meets up with uh, Connery and Jingo to look at the original surveillance footage. Yeah. Which shows that, dun, 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 it was Senator Morton who was exficiating Cheryl. And he leaves thinking he's killed her, but it turns out she wasn't dead. Yeah. She's, um, she wasn't dead. Someone else came in and strangled her. Yeah. Yeah, she had a hell of a night, this girl. She did. Terrible. It must have been like that bit in Airplane. There was a whole queue of men. <laughs> Me next. <laughs> the milkman. Um, she hasn't paid her bill for months. Um, <laughs> so they then take a screen print of his face, and then and they're like, "Why?" This we, is horrible. This is mm. I I hate this bit because as much as Senator Morton has done a bad thing. Mm. 
he hasn't really. He, he, I mean, he literally hasn't killed anyone. No. But before that, we get my favourite scene. And the only bit I remembered in this film, how many years later, 28 years later, of Connery saying, I'm oh, yeah. very, very Okota. And Tia Curry goes, <laughs> pissed off. And he goes, yes, pissed off. Yeah. You've and, been caught in that line in the WhatsApp group ever since we talked about doing yeah. this. This it's is your favourite. Yeah. Yeah. All you, I can remember, I it, you, it made me laugh. Like howl laughing when I first saw this. It's so yeah. stupid. It's there's a lot of that, especially in the book. It was like I think you would just say it in English. That's mm. not you don't because it pissed off is such a primal thing to think and say. You don't mm. go. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that wrong? I I've spoken Welsh for forty years. Mm. I don't know what pissed off is in Welsh. Really, I would just say pissed off. What would you say if you were really angry in Welsh? Um, the pissed off. Oh right, okay. V pissed I would just off. say I would just say the word. I would change the word I'm. Hmm. To Vina, but I would say, oh, I've pissed. In fact, I remember hmm. a, a, a Welsh language kids' TV presenter yeah. got fired for saying um, uh, the phrase was supposed to be, Is everyone going to watch Super Ted later? Hmm. Good, otherwise, Spotty will be pissed off. And they said the whole thing in Welsh, but pissed off, they said in English, and they got sacked for it. Oh my God. If they said it in Welsh, it would have been fine, I think, because there's not a swear. <laughs> the power of Spotty, though, got him fired. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they go as you say. They then fax the footage for no reason. For no they call, reason. They say, "Oh, let's uh, we're going to beat the grass to uh, startle the snakes." Mm. How does this help anyone? Because mm. the first thing he does, Senator <laughs> Morton, is he gets a fax of him. In fact, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Mm. If the reason he comes it, he gets the fax. He starts crying. In the other room, you hear the facts coming through in the room where his wife, who's in a wheelchair for no reason, is. No reason, yeah. No, not no reason. I'm sure something terrible's happened. But the point yeah. is, narratively. Mm. Um, uh, and she sees it and starts crying. But, like, but all she has seen is a picture of her husband looking in a mirror and then some other unrelated pictures of the back of a man on a table. Mm. And a woman sort of being attacked. Yeah, sort of. Not but clear. I, I honestly, I think I could think... I I think he can get out of this. What well, he he blows his brains out, right? But he mm. could just walk in and say, "What is this? What is yeah. this going on?" What's he could do Who's that kind of? The, what's what's going on? Are we? Be, is this punked? <laughs> is Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Ashton Kutcher. Also, uh, he, there's no way in 1993 a fax machine is giving a picture of that good no, quality. That it would just good. be that a is, black square. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that a, a blurred tattoo of of Ray Wise? Why mm. is someone sending this over? Uh, yeah, that would be terrible. Su- surprise! Um, but <laughs> t- taking that all out of account, he he does he blows his brains out mm-hmm. for immediately. No immediately. Mm. So them faxing him, uh, Sean Connery, Wesley Snipes faxing him the pictures. It just makes them the dick. Yeah. So then, talking of the dick, Connery, Snipes, and Jingo walk straight into the boardroom meeting between Microcon and Nakamura. And he says, I'm sorry to interrupt your honourable negotiations, but it's something I need to show you about the murder that happened here. And then... Um, the... And then he puts the screen on. Mm. Bear in mind, this is a global corporation. Yeah. They play it in a DVD player that's linked to a 16-inch Trinitron yeah. TV. He's like... Oh. Well, the boss gets really angry. Well, the boss says nothing, and then his number two guy, uh, who's called... Uh, is it Yoshida? Yoshida is the main boss. Ishihara, mm. I guess, is the is oh, the yeah. second one. 
Yeah, and then, uh, yes, right, yeah, Ishihara is basically sort of saying, what's the meaning of this, how dare you? And then the boss shouts at him and says, please, show us the original disc. And then I wanted to say, may we jack off while we watch it. Because <laughs> I don't know if you heard this, but we are well-renowned pervo freaks. <laughs> Not the- our words, Harvey Keitel. And then they show the disc, and then... Um, all the businessmen then suddenly back away from Ishihara, and Connery says, in a, <clears throat> very much like he's David Attenborough, they're distancing themselves. Yeah, it reminded me, I'm sure I remember, is it one of the Predator films oh. where they back off so that the main two characters, I think it's like Predator 2, the other Predators like hide away so the other one can have a fight. Mm. It's just, it looks weird. Mm-hmm. They, it, I Again, mean, they're being treated just, like they're wildlife. Yeah, they absolutely are. Or just creatures from another world. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is what they do when they're humiliated. It's like, what everybody does. It's it's not just, the crocodile there. They're now, human what's going to happen next is they're going to back away. Right? Every time there's a boardroom conflict, they go up against a plexiglass. Look at what this guy does when I jab a stick in his ass. <laughs> he doesn't like it. They're weird like that, the Japanese. <laughs> so then uh, Bob Richmond, who we mentioned earlier... The American lawyer working for them just suddenly walks off. It's well, like, actually, the weird thing is, even though hmm. the DVDs come in and Ishihara is freaking out, hmm. Ishihara walks past him, and Bob Richmond is just like, totally, even though we're about to, spoiler, we're about to find out he totally did the murder, hmm. uh, he's like totally chill and just like, it's like nobody, you haven't read the last 10 pages of the script, have you, mate? Hmm. Um, uh, and he, he looks fine with it. By but, the way, if you hadn't have walked off, no one would ever know that was you. Just so you know, because you don't see the face of the person who did it. That's what I forgot to mention, is the person who does does the murder knows where all the secret cameras are and completely keeps out of sight. I've just realised you're right. There's absolutely no physical evidence that he's the murderer. Absolutely no way. One guy going, "Uh, it was him. Hmm. He goes, and he could have just gone, well, it's not. And in fact, if you check, if you check, I think you're going to find a lot of Japanese pubes in there. (laughs) (laughs) And spunk. (laughs) And spunk, by the way. And spunk. So... If you can find, tell me where you can find any. I'm originally from Chicago. If you can find me Chicago spunk, deep dish spunk, right? I will come quietly. But I think you're going to find none of mine is in there. Yeah. If he'd have just kept quiet and stayed still, this case would still be unsolved to this day. <laughs> exactly. But he decides to run off. <laughs> it's just, hey, it's just, don't do that. You'll be fine. Yeah. Just keep, keep, play it, play it cool, trick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he just yeah. runs off. <laughs> Falls through a bar and then runs off. And so they give chase. And to his credit, you do see Sean Connery running down a corridor. He doesn't look happy, but you see him running. He's obviously heard it's the last 10 minutes of golfing left in the day. (laughs) Yeah, somebody was just going this way. I think they were carrying your nine iron. Okay, I'm off. Film me. (laughs) So they chase him and they get to the building site outside. And again, Connery's like, don't, don't, no sudden movements. These are people, yeah, Sean. That they got no sudden movements, and then just, you do know that they do kung fu fighting, right? yeah. which is which is based solely on sudden movements. <laughs> but Snipes doesn't listen to him. He's like, ah, oh, whatever, and then he starts, and then he starts breaking out his awesome kung fu and karate. Which, to be fair, he's only got about twelve seconds of it, but mm. he, he looks genuinely like he can do this stuff. And again, I was just thinking all the way through the thing, I was, film. I was thinking it because of his presence. But I used to quite like his films, and when he was doing all that, I thought I do miss Wesley Snipes. Yeah. He was great. Uh, but he beats up all the Japanese guys. And then they just suddenly stop and back off. And he's like, why have they done that? And he's like, they weren't fighting us. They were stalling us. And then you hear someone fall. 
Oh no! Ah! And they go up there, and, and they look over the side. And you know, that was amazing. I genuinely believed you were falling. I know. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to worry you. And then um, Richmond, is his name? Yeah, Richmond. Bob, he's, yeah. he's hilariously in cement with his face sticking out. Yeah. But he's making no effort to move. He's he's always yeah. looking quite like he's having like a mud bath. He's always yeah. like, hello. He's absolutely loving this. <laughs> and and the, I assumed I assumed it was because he was dead. Mm. But then, where's he have to go, shouldn't we try and save him? Mm. And Connery says, it's quick-drying cement, and there's no way they'll dig up the foundations. You want to say, well, they would if there was a dead body in yeah, there, I Sean. Th- also, I mean, also, how do you know it's quick-drying cement? Stop being the prick who knows everything about yeah. everything. You're like a pub quiz bore, you are. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? He Just, should have picked I him th- up at the beginning, standing by a fruit machine while someone was playing it. Yeah, and, I know yeah. quick-drying cement is quick-drying cement, but it's like quick-drying... On an industrial level, means two or three hours. It's mm. if you get down there now with a stick, you can save this, boy. Yeah, just get anything down there. It's such it's such a terrible ending. But he's like, yeah, well, he's dead now, and then he walks off, and you're thinking, oh, well, they'll have a nice sort of. Pro- oh, but then you prologue. see because the do, do you mean why he's dead? Why because he got thrown off by Eddie's? Yeah, you look up at Eddie's friends are there. Yes, right. Yeah, right. Now the thing about this is. How do Eddie's friends know to be just hanging around near the old cement pot in case the guy... How do they know that this is the guy who killed Eddie? They know everything. But how? Um, Eddie told them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, but basically, the Japanese, every time a friend dies, they have a seance to find out who did it, and then they just hang around near cement, hoping for the best. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do a kind of, this short captured the soul of the last man it killed. <laughs> but this, it's just plot hole McFuck is the third act. Oh, it's awful. And then it's so rushed because they get out the front of the building and then Yakamura comes out on his business. Oh, sorry, um, Nakamoto comes out on his business stuff. His golf stuff, sorry. And Sean's like, oh, give me. And he says, give me the. This was quite funny. He says, the key. And the Snipes is like, oh, yeah, the key. Um, watch what you're saying. You know, two, two in the hands worth one in the bush. Yeah, yeah. And then Connor goes, no, no. The key to the car. And he gives him the key. And he gets his golf clubs out. And then Nakamoto comes out. And he gets in the car. And he's like, bye. And he drives off. Yeah. Oh. Ch- chill as fuck. Yeah. It's like, shouldn't we have some sort of epilogue here? Well, to... also, also, there's the bit. This is how bad the third act is. Mm. So Ishihara, who is the guy who literally falsified evidence mm. and protected the actual criminal, mm. is being, as they're walking out from the building, he's being put in a car, and one of the microcon guys says, what's going to happen to that guy? Oh, he's going to be he's going to be given a, a, a window job mm. in uh, Japan, and he'll never, be, he'll never be allowed to work outside Japan again. No, no, no. no. He'll, he'll go to the jail... Mm. For taking for having massively being involved in a murder conspiracy to murder, surely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. but they don't say that because oh, it's not, it's not works with Japanese, they just get a bad job. Oh, maybe, it sounds all right, maybe he's got diplomatic immunity, <laughs> it's just been revoked. Um, yeah, so he drives off, Connery drives off, and then puts his hand out the window and gives a thumbs up or something, yeah, yeah, or points. I think he points. He just yeah, he does a little weird sort of like I'm gonna play golf now. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that's actually him I was leaving say. set. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with the edit. If you need any ADR, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Get the guy from Shadow Night Live. 
Um, so yeah, and so then and then we cut to Wesley Snipes giving Jingo a lift home, and she's like, "Well, we don't know that Richmond did it." And I'm thinking, "That's true. He might have needed a piss. He might yeah. have been like, I'm sorry, I've got a really weak bladder. I need to leave now.' And now he's the murderer, yeah. and he's dead in cement. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Well, he's probably just taking the fall to protect someone higher up in the company." And Snipes is like, "Yeah." Well, well, this is. I think this has got something to do with a book because in the book it's a different murderer. Oh, is it? It's Ishihara is the person who does it in the book, which uh, makes way more fucking sense. Yes, it does. Uh, but then there was a after everything that happens in this film, they went. It might be culturally insensitive if you make a Japanese the murderer, yeah, and that's why they changed it to a white American. And then they said to Crichton, "Why is that?" He goes, "Well, you see, the thing about Japanese, they don't like it when stop it, Just stop yeah. it. You've done enough." But then he go. He takes her home, and then we realise that she lives where he picked up Connery at the beginning. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, are you with Connery?" No, I just work in this butcher's three days a week. Yeah, I'm, I was a seal. <laughs> <clears throat> That's how I got the bad hand. Yeah, he was but, a flipper. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, it's, they're basically mildly insinuating that her and Connery are an item. Well, I, th- I assumed that was the case. That she, because mm. I, I don't bang at the start when Wesley snaps to Sean Connery's. Apartment, a door slides shut, and you see a little a, a lady's hand, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's so she's living with him. Uh-huh. So I assume they're an item. They're not like the worst flat share sitcom of all time. And the best thing is, it's not her wanking hand that's broken. The odd couple. Oh, she wanked me off badly again. It's okay. It's just that I left angle. It's fine. Yeah. So he goes. Well, he's going to play golf now Wesley Snipes says so what about it I mean we're paraphrasing but yeah yeah and she's like well no that would be bad I'm going home and she goes home and he gets out of the car and looks and the door opens and he's like and he just goes kind of like he kind of goes uh-huh. <laughs> and then we get a, I'm assuming Connery died on the way to the golf course <laughs> because then you get this Obi-Wan Kenobi style voiceover and he calls in what is it call hi and then it ends. Yeah. But it's really echoey. Like, is it a memory or is he dead? Like, I, I assume it's supposed to be him imagining what Sean Connery would be saying, which was, don't fuck my girlfriend. You know. Um, she doesn't like sudden hand movements, if you know she, what I mean. She uh, Yeah, honestly. Especially, or oh, I've got a headache, she says. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and that's the end. That's the end of the fucking <laughs> that film. That is the end of the film. And they play uh, the song uh, turned in Japanese by the Vapors, which is offensive, but no, they don't. Uh, well, also, while this is happening, while he's standing there thinking about fucking her, we're getting, we're getting Don't Fence Me In playing as instrumental. That's right. Yeah. What is going on? Oh, it's, it's just, it's all very odd. But it's not odd enough to be interesting. No. It's just odd enough to be shite. Yeah. But again, it's another one of those films that Connery does the bare minimum but has the requisite amount of charm to make it kind of entertaining. Yeah. Without him, this film would be... I I can't imagine anyone else being able to do the part that would make you, oh, this is fun. No, because Crichton says he wrote it in the book, he wrote it with him in mind, didn't he? Well, I mean, that's the thing, to the point of barely changing Sean Connery's name. Yeah. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Sean Connor, John Connor... Yeah, that's it, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and this was executively produced by Sean Connery as well. But I think he was doing most of that by this point, which was, I don't know what that's about. I think if it, if you're an executive producer, you get a little bit more dough. Mm. Uh, 
Because I've done this deal with people where if you give, if you want to pay somebody a certain amount of stuff, but they're like, I don't want to pay my agent the full whack, mm. you give them a separate job on the thing so they can't touch that. Ah. So that's what might have happened there. Also, I mean, you get executive producer if it's just something like um, if he wanted to have uh, say over other over casting decisions and stuff like that, then that's why you give yourself executive producer. It's sometimes a fob off as well, isn't it? Because I've read things where people <coughs> were were going to give be given a writing credit, but they couldn't, so they gave him executive producer. Yeah, instead. stuff like that. I mean, I doubt he wrote this. Oh no. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, but but you're right. This doesn't seem like one he's fussed about. It's one that he actively didn't like doing. It sounds like. Mm. Um, and but but then he can sleepwalk through a part like this. Yeah. And even when he, and he did, and it still comes across as pretty good. This was his little period where he did loads of films, and you look it up and you go, oh yeah. Like there was another one. Was it called Just Cause? Just yeah, which is one I've bought that as well because it is. I think when we talked when we did Presidio, this is his mm. um, this is his airport paperback period. Yes, yeah, and that's a weird one. That's got I think that's like Kate Capshaw's last film. Is it? I don't, get, I don't oh, think yeah, she's she, done a film since. Well, I mean, she's she's, she's she? set for life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> we've reached the part of the, the podcast where I know I've asked these to you twice before, I think, but I thought I'd ask at least again. once. At least uh, once. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was Bond questions. So <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Thomas son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Takes back to nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Uh, what's the best Bond film in your opinion? Uh, it's. Uh, I I I'm just, I, I think I'll still go with Goldfinger. Okay. Worst one. Um. Do you know what it, it is? It's probably Quantum of Solace. Let's face it. Okay. Okay. Uh, These, it? By the way, I've changed. That was my cheat because I think last time I said Thunderball, and mm. people got quite angry at me. Yeah. No, I did. I was <laughs> I was it's because it's fucking dull. But it, at the end, it is. But yeah, yeah, let's not get there. Can you give me your made-up Bond film title? Right. <clears throat> so, hmm. what I did was I had a look at the old John Gardner novel titles. And oh, yeah. What John Gardner's titles always were was something nice hmm. replaced with something horrible. So, it would hmm. be something like... Um, yeah. So, it's... Remember, like, Win, Lose, or Draw. That was a game show. Everyone yeah. liked it. Yeah. He went with Win, Lose, or Die. Oh. Right? And uh, so, I've just gone with the same thing. Uh, so, something nice, something unpleasant. So, Sugar and Spice and Guts. <laughs> or, or T for two. Oh fuck! Is that a human thumb in the scum? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, bring me sunshine and also morphine. Oh god, I'm bleeding out. <laughs> so there's any of them. Any of them. That's good. That's gonna be hard to fit on a poster, but yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be like a Japanese title, isn't it? And they just yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. They, they like that. Yeah. Crichton told me. Um, so Bond is full of silly lady names such as Holly Goodhead, Plenty of Tool, and Penelope Smallbone. Can you give me your best Bond lady name? I would love it if there was a Bond lady, like a proper Bond girl who had a name that, that Bond couldn't do anything with mm-hmm. in terms of double entendre. Just like, what's your name? Uh, Linda Jacobson? I wouldn't mind. Uh, Linding? That's not really a verb. Uh <laughs> Your son, Jacobing your son. That's weird. Why would I do anything with your son? Listen, you want to fuck? And that would be it. That was just, but he wouldn't be able to, like, is that your father's name? What is that even? Yes, Jacobson was my father's name. What do you think? Yep, okay. It's original. Yeah. All right, and finally, who would you have as James Bond next? I give up. I've, I'm tired of being polite about this one. Mm. Me. Me. What? You? I, I, listen, I've done 
acting. I've had three professional acting parts at this point. Who, what were your acting parts to this point? I was in that film. Shadow of the Missing? Yep. Yeah. yeah, you remember that quicker than I did. What? I was in the Welsh sitcom Tourist Trap. Oh. I was I played the back of a lawyer in mm-hmm. the Keep of Faith, which is coming up on BBC One soon, so I don't know when this is going up, but that's, you know, I'll big that up. I'm in a drama. Oh, did you get a line in Keeping Faith? I got I got speeches. Oh. I, I got to do big legal speeches in front of the, um, not the grand jury, you know, the one in London. Old you know, Bailey. court. The old Bailey, right? Wow. Got to do a big speech by there. I can wow. be Bond now. And, but we've only <clears> had, because obviously we did the one Welsh Bond, yeah. who's your favourite, mm-hmm. right? Mm. I would just play in Welsh as fuck. Really? I, I, I think that would be refreshing. I think every morning, he's still doing the flirting thing with Miss Bunny Penny, but just mm. like half eight in the morning, walking in, giving her a bag of chips. <laughs> Just like, where, where are you even getting this? Shut up, I get you more for lunch, right? And, <laughs> <laughs> and then just, like, and every gadget he gets, like straight away, he's just down the pub showing it off, like, like Q giving him like a watch. Just in the pub, good. Yeah, I got his new watch at work. It shoots, shoots a laser out of it, but I don't like to use it because it kills a battery. <laughs> uh, just tight, you know. <laughs> and what would your car be? Well, it wouldn't matter because I'd be there with Q, and mm. Q would just be like. All right, so this is oil slick, this is lasers, rockets, and I'm just going, what's the MPG? What am I getting? What am I getting per mile? He's like, 25? And is that, is that combined? Do you know what? I'm going to drive by. I just ask him, Q, just like, well, you haven't got to pay for fuel. You, you, the government pays for fuel. No, no, if I, if I, no, if I use a government card, I don't get my nectar points. No, just like, I'd be proper, like, tight Welsh. Like, like, just, like a, like a, like a casino in Monte Carlo or something. And Mr. Bond, what drink would you like? I'll have a martini shake and not. St- I'll tell you what, you know what I actually fancy? Scratch that. I'll have a Tizer. <laughs> I haven't had a Tizer in ages. Have you got tight? I was a bloke on the bus drinking one. That's all I thought about all day. Do me a Tizer. I'll tell you what, this guy with a one eye by ear. I think, don't listen to me, but he's bad. Well, I'm going to buy him a Tizer. Right, send him over a Tizer. Don't say it's from me. Welsh Bond. I love it. I'm I'm convinced. Or Idris Elba, one of the two. I, I, him yeah. or me, I think we're pretty much. Well, certainly not you and Griffoid. <laughs> you know what? I know you can do it now. I know you just put it on for the show now. No, I was referencing. Do you remember the other day in the mirror that someone they yeah. they horribly spelt his name wrong? And it, yeah, Griff- I sent it to you as a joke because Griff- I never say his name right. If I, it was they. I didn't tell you this. I meant to tell you this before. Yeah. It's so they spell it Guff Harv, yeah. right? Mm. Which so what they've actually spelled is <laughs> which actually translate in Welsh as um, attractive fart, <laughs> <laughs> which is I think sums him up. Doesn't doesn't it? Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. All right. Well, Dan, thank you once again for visiting my dojo. It's as always a pleasure to come in your space. Oh, you had to ruin the ending. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I should have left it a dojo. Yeah, but I shall leave you um, to go back to your career as a comedy shempai. Thank you, Gohai. I think you should start saying that. I am put it on your CV. I am a Welsh comedy shempai. People are going to call me a prick. Is the issue? <laughs> well, that, I think that happens anyway. Let's be honest. <laughs> Just that now they'd have to be sensitive about it in case they might think, oh, maybe he, maybe he's Japanese, really. They might. You could have him as a racist. You do look a bit Japanese. 
I do look a bit Japanese. I don't know yeah. where that comes from. Uh, mm. My father's never explained it. My mother's never explained it. Mm. How is With your the father? Mr. Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! We were doing. Damn it! We were both going to do the same joke about the milkman. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> we might be spending too much time together. I think so. I, I think so. What was I listening? I was listening to an old episode. Not an old episode. I was listening to. Uh, oh yeah, the um, the Beauty and the Beast episode of Smurfs today. Hmm. And you and me at the same time said, "I could shoot you from Stuttgart, and it uh, would still look like suicide." We said it exactly the same time. It wonderful. freaked me out. Wow, that is what you call um, rapport. Yeah, yeah, sort of. I like to think we're doing our bit for the union, though, because once Wales leaves... Yeah. Well, I think England's going to leave first. And you know what mm. happens then? Yeah. Technically, Wales is the only thing left in the United Kingdom, which means we get the nukes. Good luck, boys. Yeah. Where are you going to keep them? Uh, Rill. <laughs> Nobody will fucking notice. That's true. I was going to say... It looks like a fucking nuclear waste found <laughs> as it is. I'm sorry. Do you know what? I'm sorry, Rill. If anyone from Rill is listening, it's fine there. Yeah, I was going to say Port Talbot for the same reason, but 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 Port Talbot, we've already got in, we've already got heavy industry there. We can't be changing that now. No, it's true. We got that. Yeah, yeah. Also, that there's two heavy industries. There's obviously steel and award-winning actors. I was going to say things. showbiz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you? Well, I'm from a couple of miles away, but I'll take it. <laughs> Dan, thank you very much. Thank you. Goodbye. And I'm Ellie Gibson, and this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft Auto. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. GreatBigOwl.com <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 